Disclaimer. The Reached Podcast is a no-judgment zone, a safe place to discuss personal experiences or situations you've overcome or still dealing with, as well as strengthen your spiritual journey into Christ and grow into the best version of you physically, emotionally, and mentally. The conversations will be more than surface level and may cause an emotional response. So remember, this space is for the truth, growth, and compassion to become the healed and best version of ourselves. Now, let's hop into today's episode. Hey, you guys. It is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to the Reach Hangout. For the month of June, I have decided to introduce to you guys another series. Yes, another series. This series will be broken down into four parts with special guests discussing our testimonies into discipleship. In other words, followers in Christ, including today's episode. Our episode for the series, I will be starting it off and our conversation for today centers on identity. In other words, the decisions I made in navigating my life before and after Christ. So you already know what that means. Let's grab our beverage of choice for me. It's gonna be water, of course snacks and a notepad or you can go to the notes section on your phone for today's episode called my testimony again today's episode is called my testimony so let's get into it i was a pk kid in other words a preacher's kid born and raised in a pentecostal church environment In addition, when I was younger, I attended a low diversified Christian school. And when it was finally time for me, when I got a little bit older, my parents decided to transition me into public school. And that was when I was in the fourth grade. Well, going into the fourth grade, as I recall, and entering the public school system, that transition had me lost for words, because what I was used to and how I behaved were not replicated in this new environment. And my response was to entering into this new environment, I decided to just be me. I decided to be the likable and relatable version of myself. And Taking that route did not benefit me as much. So then I shifted and I just decided to be likable and relatable for how people wanted me to be. This mindset that I had just for everyone to like me, everyone to not have a problem with me and all these other things. It took me on this long ride of hurt, depression, anxiety, self-medicating, abuse, pride, and naiveness. There were other things as well that I showed 
in my life, but that was the focus of my life at that moment and at that time. I spent my days seeking validation from others and accepting the value that they gave me because honestly, being in an environment that wasn't faith-based or it wasn't like we read the Bible every morning before we started class or, you know, being in a church setting. So when I was not in those environments, I felt isolated. I felt ostracized. And I just felt like it wasn't cool to be a Christian person. It wasn't cool to love God because my peers around me weren't that way. So I just viewed myself as maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm weird. Maybe I'm this. Maybe I'm that. And yes, when I was younger, I was still active in the church. I was still going to church. I was doing everything that I was supposed to do. But the older I got, kind of changed and you would see less and less of me in church. But during this time, I still made sure my grades were good and I handled everything else that was supposed to be handled in my life. But I struggled heavily with wanting the acceptance of others outside of my church and outside of my home. So for me to do that, I had to distance myself from those things when in all reality, I did not have to distance myself. And if you were to ask me why I desired affection from others so much, I couldn't tell you. But if I had to give an answer, back then, I just didn't want to be looked at like I was weird. I didn't want to be called the church girl. I didn't want to be called the preacher's kid. I didn't want to be talked about. I didn't want to have like those whispers and those crazy conversations because what everybody was doing, I wasn't doing. And I just wanted to feel like one of the guys because like I said, when I am in an environment that I'm not used to, I tried my best to adapt And my way of adapting is learning and doing what they was doing because I didn't know the latest artists of my age group. I remember one time we was reading this article in class and it was this well-known rapper. I never heard of this rapper a day in my life. And when I pronounced the rapper's name, I butchered it so bad and the whole entire class thought it was so funny. And they was like, you never heard of da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, no. And I felt like that was another reason for them to look at me weird, another reason for them to whisper, another reason for them to say what they wanted to say. I didn't know much about alcohol. I didn't know much about drugs. I didn't know the popular places to hang out. I didn't go to house parties. I don't know nothing about sex. So when they was talking about that, I was like so confused. And all the other things that was expected of me that I should have done by the age of 12 or I should be doing to where I am now now because those type of ideas don't stop the older you get. People still expect for you to be participating and engaging in certain things. So me being the curious person that I am being at that young age, I tried and I experienced a lot. And me doing those things put me in a lot of situations where I had a a lot of close calls to death. Whether it was me deciding to take my own life because I just couldn't endure anymore or I ended up at wrong places at wrong times and I just started navigating my life in a state of numbness 
and doing whatever to make those around me happy because I felt like if people around me that I think love me and I think care about me and I think want to be my friends and I think and I think and I think I'm like well if they're happy then I'm happy because their happiness will bounce off of them onto me and all that cost me was my sanity and respect I knew the connections I built or I was trying to build weren't supportive and they were taking advantage of me. But what was I supposed to do? I was in over my head in the life that I created, the life that I thought was the best life outside of my home, outside of my church, outside of everything else. And honestly speaking, I did not know how to deal with it anymore. Now, I'm not saying this entire time of my life, I didn't have people that were trying to be supportive. I had the the most biggest support system I can know in my corner, but when you're in a state of emptiness, when you're navigating outside of your natural habitat, which is in the Lord, when we navigate ourselves outside the Lord's wisdom, knowledge, power, and authority, you feel alone and you isolate yourself and you try to figure out what you want to do next. And that's just me talking. I felt alone. I felt isolated. I felt like I was missing something. And I didn't know how I wanted to navigate my life moving forward. I didn't know what else to do. I was just kind of existing. But I can confidently say one of the pivotal moments in my life that kind of shook me and woke me up and made me realize that something needs to change, something needs to happen was when my grandmother passed away, my mom's mother. Her passing in 2018 was mind boggling to me. I was completely shocked. I was appalled. I was like, what is going on? Because I did not expect her to leave so soon. Seeing her in that open casket and watching her get lowered into the burial plot, it hit me hard that death is inescapable. And yes, I know, we all know we cannot escape death. But in that moment, it really hit me in a different way. The person that I knew, the grandmother that I knew, the woman I thought would live to see her great grandchildren and and make more accomplishments in her life and do all these other great things is now gone. So at that moment, I decided to cut everything out of my life that I felt wasn't serving my purpose and it went against God's will. Now, in this moment of going cold turkey, because that's what we try to do, we try to just do a clean slate, a clean wipe away of everything in our life that isn't led by God. And we expect once we do that, it's going to be smooth sailing. I ain't got to worry about this issue. I ain't got to worry about this problem. I ain't got to worry about these things anymore. But that's a lie. Because I was still struggling. I was still going through. I was still trying to rediscover my identity where I have been living a different person's life in so many words for so long. 
And there were many moments in my life where I repeated old habits and I dug myself into a deeper hole than before. But every time I kept getting knocked down, I kept telling myself, no, I got to keep moving. No, I got to keep persevering. No, I got to keep putting in the effort. Because I knew that God had greater for me and I knew that the life I was living wasn't satisfying to me anymore. So I had to get to a place of like, okay, God, well, if this is not the life that I'm supposed to live, I'm going to give you a try. I'm going to see if this makes me feel better. I'm going to see if this makes me feel complete. I'm going to see if this make me not feel like I'm going through life just existing and there's a lack and there's an empty void and all these other things. So God, I'm going to give you a try. I'm going to see how this pans out for me. And deciding to become saved, I see a change in my life every single day. Things that I once battled and and struggled with, I'm not saying they completely gone, but I have overcome so much. And my faith in the Lord continues to grow. I am no longer bound to my depression, to my anxiety, to pride, to anything that I was struggling with in the past, anything that I was dealing with in my past, present, and maybe near future. I am no longer bound to those things. And like I said before, when we try to do cold turkey and we just think everything's going to alter itself into the way it needs to be once we become Christian, that's not true because we still have to heal. We still have to overcome. There are battles that we still have to face. And that being said, I still struggle. I may not struggle with what I was struggling with in the past, but I still struggle. I struggle with fear. I struggle with doubt. I struggle with overthinking. I struggle with a lot of things. And occasionally, my old habits do honestly try to come at me on 10. They try to creep back up. They try to hold me down and tell me, you're not this person. You were never this person. Why are you want to be this way now? Why are you trying to act this way now? But I'm not fin to allow those moments to overtake me and overcome me, y'all. Because where I am now is 10 times better than where I was before. I don't want to relive the hurt that I had. I don't want to relive those moments where I felt like I couldn't breathe and I was gasping for air and I was waiting for someone to save me and I felt like I couldn't be saved. I don't want to relive those moments because being in that past version of me, I felt like I was being suffocated spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. I was being suffocated in every aspect of my life. And yes, I had people who cared about me. Yes, I had people who reminded me how good God is. Yes, I had. Yes, I had. I had all those things, but it had to click for me. I had to be the one that had to say no more. I had to make that judgment call. And I had to stop worrying about what people got to say or what I got to say about myself. I want to live for the Lord. I want to do right by God. I want him to be pleased. I 
want to be pleased. And when I please God, he will please me. So the identity that I was trying to find in the world, it was already right in front of me because God says he knew of me before I even entered into my mother's womb. So that means God already knew my identity. And the moment I kept trying to distance myself from him and I kept trying to do and try all these different ways because I didn't want to look weird because I didn't do X, Y, Z or I didn't know X, Y, Z. I placed myself in a position of not knowing who I was, but God already knew who I was before I even realized who I was. So I had to make that decision. I had to make that call for my life and say, no more. I'm not taking this ride no more. This ride of delusion, this ride of pain, this ride of trauma, this ride of hurt. I'm not taking this ride no more. I was allowing all of these things to identify me versus saying, yes, God, I receive you. Yes, God, I hear you and follow his will for my life to discover my true identity in him and unravel all the things that I have allowed to identify me. So I could have said yes, God, a long time ago. I could have chose God a long time ago, but because I didn't, now I have to unravel and heal from all of these things that I have allowed to control my life, that I have allowed to label my life. Where I am today was not an overnight process. And I still have random flashbacks and what if scenarios, but living in God has exceeded all of that. Peace, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and so much more has entered into my life and has welcomed me with open arms that I am now more confident in myself than what I was before. I now see that I don't need validation from people. I now see that I don't have to manipulate who I am as a person to look appealing to them so I can be one of the pals, so I can be one of the friends, so I can be like everybody else. Because at the end of the day, no matter if you conform to them or somebody else, people will always have an opinion about you, whether you like it or not. They can have invalid reasons to dislike you, or they don't even have to have a reason not to like you. They can just not like you, just not to like you. They can switch up on you at any time. But one thing I do know is this, God never wavers. God never changes. God is the only foundation in my life that I have seen to not change what he has spoken over me. He spared my life so many times, y'all, while I kept throwing it away. He showed me how much he cared about me every single day. When in return, I acted like I didn't care about him. He fought for me in situations that I knew I did not deserve grace and mercy, but he still gave me grace and mercy. God has been the number one supporter of my life since day one, and he has never left my side. 
We must be careful about who we are building connections with and who we have in our space and in our environment because we can allow those surroundings to tell us who we are. And our goal isn't and shouldn't be to let our environment or people tell us who we are. You don't know who I am, but God does. God knows who exactly I am. God knows exactly who I am supposed to be. Why? Because God is my father. God is the alpha. God is the omega. God is the beginning and the end. He is the keeper. He is Yahweh. He's Jehovah Nisi. God is who God says that he is. And God knows me. Do not let your past or where you are now stop you from a relationship with God. One of the many things that keeps me going when I'm experiencing struggle or hardship or anything that tries to alter me outside of my faith in God, I just take it to him. I take it to him. I tell him what's going on. I'm like, God, this is what's happening. Da, 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 da. I'm out here praying to God. And I'm going to take it to God, however it may lay in my lap in that moment, however I may be in that season of my life, I'm still going to take it to him. And sometimes we can forget that we can forget that, oh, I'll mess up and oh, mistakes will happen. So we try to hide ourselves from God. No, we need to get out of that nature of hiding and say, no, I'm not going to hide. I'm going to take it to God and I'm not going to use this situation, use this moment as an excuse, as an escape coat to be like, well, I messed up and I'm going to have to remove myself more from God because I'm unholy. God can make us holy if we repent to him. If we repent to God with our whole hearts, he can clean our hearts. He can clean our mind. He can clean our soul. God can clean us. All we have to do is keep pursuing him. He will clean us all. He will clean every single last impurity from us, but we have to allow him to do so. And we have to remember that we're not bound to those things anymore. Because when we take it to God for him to clean us, that sin that tries to keep us bound, that action, that situation, Jesus already defeated that. Jesus was our atonement and sacrifice. So there is nothing too big or too small that we can't take to our father because it has already been done. First Peter chapter four, NIV version talks about living for God and being encouraged But these particular verses I want to pull for today's podcast episode is verses 1 through 11. So 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 1 through 11. And it says this, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude. Because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, 
orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that you don't join them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very word of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the same strength God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever ever. Amen. So to pose the question, why do I choose to follow God? Why do I still choose to follow God? Well, I could give you a rundown on everything he has done for me so far or what he's about to do in my life, but instead it's about who he is. God keeps his promises And he is not a man that shall lie. He has infinite power and authority, and he still chooses to be by our sides 24-7 so that we can rest in him, so that we know that we can run to him. We don't have to run anywhere else. We don't have to try to figure anything else out. We can take it to our father because he has made himself accessible to us 24 seven. So we can live with God or choose not to. That's our choice. That's our decision that if that's the way we want to live, that's the way we want to live. But I will say this. If we choose to live in God, the reward is far greater by choosing him. And that's on period. Well, our time at The Reach Tangout has come to an end. If you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, follow, share your respectful thoughts in the comment section, share slash tag a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Your girl is on the podcast. And make sure your post notifications are on to know when the next episode drops. 
next week I will have a guest so you don't want to miss out on what's ahead okay plus keep up with my YouTube channel Lydia's Chronicles by subscribing liking and commenting so I know that you found me (laughs) and all of my socials will be linked in the description box If no one has told you this today, I love you, God loves you, and Jesus loves you too. But other than that, this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia, signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must remember the end game on here is to grow to be the best versions of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually with with God, y'all. I love you, SBCs, and until we meet again, bye.